Yes, hello and welcome to episode four of Excessive Screen Time with Indy and Eddie. My name is Eddie. Joining me as always is my younger brother, Indy, the doyen of screen time itself. He's the one, the reason why we make this podcast, I'm getting his views on movies, TV and life itself. In how are you going? Um, I'm going good, Eddie. How are you? Uh, as you can see, I've got a bit of a frog in my throat, but I'm going very, very well. Um, what's been happening? What have you been up to? Not much. Um, how about you? Yeah, just the usual, just working, watching a lot of TV. There's there's just an incredible amount of TV and movies and things to consume at the moment. I just don't know. I don't know how to get through it. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. It's it's, it's you have to prioritize things, and I'm I'm really struggling with it. Um, what are you? What's sort of top of your priority list at the moment when it comes to to movies and TV shows? What are you watching? Um. I'm not really watching a lot of movies per se, but I am watching a lot of content, mostly Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, I love that show. Got it's, you back on the bandwagon, did we? Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Mm. What? How, how many episodes do you reckon you've watched in the last week or so? In the last week, I've watched about four or five seasons, I think. Oh, my God. Wow. I finished the entire thing during the holidays in two weeks. I finished the entire thing because I just couldn't stop watching it. Has there been any sort of standout episodes or standout moments for you in the last couple of weeks? Um, the Wade Boggs episode is It's hilarious. a great episode. Yeah, it's a cracker. Um, Charlie's um, slurred speaking at the end of it. After <laughs> what, 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 do, what do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that is fantastic, isn't it? And the Techpocalypse episode. The yep. one where Charlie gets all obsessed. Just yep. Yeah. It's all good stuff. Um, what about outside of Always Sunny? Is there anything else that, that's been catching your eye recently? Um, not really. I did another Alien movie marathon for like the fourth time. <laughs> another one? Yeah. What about um, what about Obi-Wan? Have you been watching Obi-Wan? No, not actually. I started watching the, I think, third episode because that's after that I haven't seen it. Yeah, it couldn't draw me in. I just went back to something else. I don't even know why. Yeah, well, I put that. It's an interesting one because I put that in our family chat this week. Um, I'm just not enjoying it. It's not, it hasn't reeled me in at all. I, I don't like it. It's not a good show. Um, yeah. and I really want to like it. I, I gave it every chance. Um, mm. I was desperate for it to work, but it just it just isn't. Mm. Um, yeah, it sucks. I'm, I'm not into it. Uh, what, what sort of turned you off over those first two episodes? What made you not want to stick through the third? Well, actually, the first two episodes I thought were fine. I honestly thought they were good even. But um, it's just I can't, like, I get that it takes time to put out these episodes and stuff, but that's probably why I go back to all these old series and stuff like that is because I can just watch it whenever I want. But- so you're a, you're a binger. Yeah, but with Obi Wan, I it's not. I'm not that impatient. It's just kind of annoying. I think. I see. I'm the opposite. I I, I kind of find that I prefer the series that come out once a week because I like that. I like that you have to work for it. I like that you can't just binge it all in one day. I like the idea of like I have to wait until Monday night before I can watch the latest Westworld episode. Like it, it gets yeah. me excited. I have something to look forward to every week because yeah, I feel like when yeah. when you watch like. 20 episodes at once you kind of you don't really enjoy the show as much by the end of it hmm. I, I kind of get that but it's also like I understand the wanting to um looking forward to it once a week if it's a show that you really like but with Obi-Wan Kenobi there was only two episodes to start with so I couldn't actually really like it 
But so you couldn't get into it in those two yeah. episodes. Like with um, The Walking Dead, with that new season, I was so excited for that. As soon as like six o'clock on the dot, I refreshed the page and watched the episodes. Really? Um, yeah. When so did that come more, out? I think that was around January. Um, was the new season yeah, good? It was. It was very good, but it's very – if you actually go back from the first couple of seasons to this last couple of episodes, it's crazy how much everything has changed. Really? As in yeah. terms of the, the characters, the, the, the way it's shot, what, what specifically has changed? Not just the characters. A lot of the actual story as well has changed quite a bit. Like it went from being kind of like – mostly about zombies as the villains to to other people, which is actually what I really like about it because it's yeah. more like the zombies aren't what you fear the most. It's people, other people, <laughs> because there's no laws or anything. It's kind of like the purge. Yep, but I'd say that. Zombies. It's, it's really, really good. So what, it's up to episode, it's up to season 11 now, isn't it? Um, yeah, the latest episode was, yeah, they released it in parts, like 11 part A. And then part B. That's crazy. That's been going a long, long time. I remember when that first came out, I was so excited. That was exactly up my alley, like just yeah. the, the perfect show. Um, and it was so good for those first few seasons. Yeah. But I remember just, I, I just got a bit sick of the shtick, you know, like it was like, yeah, you, you, could, nev- you could never sit still because something was always going to go wrong. I get that. Um, but I definitely understand the appeal. Um, we were talking off air and I wanted to get, I wanted to get a little bit more background on this. You, um, you were really excited because you bought a new ACDC t-shirt over the weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Are ACDC in your sort of top echelon of bands? Top three, definitely. They have to be. Wow. They're, what else is in the top? What else is in the top three? Um, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. I don't even think I have a third. It's like with all movies, songs, um, books, stuff like that. I can't have a top three or like one favorite. It has to be a collection, like. My favourite movies, for example, I've got Fantastic Mr. Fox, Aliens, Alien, Predator, all these movies. I can't condense it into a top 10 or a top three. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I like it. See, I, I don't know if, I, if you saw it, but in the chat um, with our family yesterday, I put in, um, I've made this Google sheet of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, sorry, my favourite TV shows of all time. I found the only way I could do it was sort of go in blind, write down all the TV shows that i would watched and then just give each one a rating. Um, and without sort of comparing what ratings I'd given to each TV show, I then compared at the end, like filtered at the end by the ones with the highest rating and it spat out some really good answers. Like I was really happy with what my top my top shows were. So number one was The Wire, Succession was number two, True Detective was three, Sopranos four, Westworld five, and The Office six and Always Sunny seven all time. Um, so yeah, I was really happy with that list. But I want to go back to your music your music taste because I wouldn't I would say it's atypical for um, a 12 year old to to be into ACDC and Led Zeppelin so what what got you into those bands and, and why do you like them so much um well I heard about Ozzy Osbourne like before I listened to any of those bands I heard about Ozzy Osbourne and how he bit a bat's head off <laughs> on a stage and I was like Jesus Christ that is like at the time I thought it was insane and then I I like watched the video and all that stuff, and I was like, "That is not insane. That is the coolest thing I've oh, ever." Oh God, seen. that is not cool. That is yes, so over is the top. Cool. So I, I listened to Crazy Train, got into all those like Nirvana, more grungier, a lot harder rock. 
Yeah. And then from there, I kind of found out that I didn't actually know this until a couple of years ago. ACDC is Australian. I know. How I cool had, is that? I, I know. I had no idea. Um, then I listened to more of them. And I'm pretty sure in like an interview, they said they were inspired by a bunch of other bands. And one of them was Led Zeppelin. So I kind of went on to that. It, there were kind of two things that got me into it. One of them was that, Ozzy Osbourne, and then the other one was um, Arctic Monkeys. Dad would listen to them, and I, would, I really liked He only listened to one of their songs, but I really liked it, so then I listened to the other ones. And I think the kind of same thing, they got inspired by these other bands, and then that kind of tuned me more into it. Definitely. I mean, I, Led Zeppelin, by all accounts, one of the greatest bands ever. I, mean, I, I yeah. personally haven't put in the time to go back and listen to them, not nor with ACDC. Um, mm-hmm. what are, what's, so they're, they're in the top echelon. What, what, what sort of bands are in that sort of next step down? Um, well, kind of obviously there's Nirvana, Pink Floyd, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all those kind of lesser known but still famous, like Ramones, Killers, more stuff like that. Um. There isn't really a third one. I think there's just the greats and then there. Yeah. Not not like amazing. Have a lot of really good songs, but not in the not as good as Led Zeppelin or ACDC. I agree. It drops off pretty quickly. I think you know who the good ones are. Um, and I think you can, yeah, like for me, Pearl Jam is always going to be in that top echelon. And yeah. then there's, there's a couple other sort of that are around the mark, but then it drops off quickly. Like, you know, you just listen to some bands purely for enjoyment. Other bands you listen to and you're like, this is actually genuinely like groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. What, what about in terms of um, comics and, and reading? Have you done any reading or comic book um, reading this week? Um, a bit. I've got Marvel Unlimited which I think you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm subscribed to that and it's it's really good. They've got a bunch of really good stuff on there. I just finished reading Dark Ages, which is uh, where there's this giant monster thing in the middle of the earth and then Doctor Strange, as he's dying because he's just been stabbed, um, emits a giant MNT, EMT, sorry, across the entire world that shuts off all electricity. So, like, Spider-Man needs to make new web shooters because those are electric same with iron man suit stuff like that they all need to find different ways to kind of progress so it's kind of like steampunkish yeah okay it's it's really good for those uneducated listeners out there can you outline to us what marvel unlimited is and what you get from marvel unlimited um i think it's like 70 dollars a month or a hundred and something a year and you basically just get all these <clears throat> online comics that you can read basically whenever you want. Wow. Yeah. That sounds incredible. And they, are they constantly releasing new stuff? Um, yeah, they have like, um, you know how on Disney Plus they have like top picks and stuff like that? Yeah. They have kind of not really categories, but kind of like that. They've got like, I saw one today where it's like Marvel dads with different comics that involve like heroes as dads, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Like that Spider-Man makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. That's cool. I like that. Just like putting putting heroes in different contexts and seeing how they behave. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a great concept. Do you know if it's sort of like is it user generated content? Like are people making these comics or is it like genuinely Marvel that's making them? Uh it's Marvel. There cool. there are like um people that are newly hired by Marvel that they've yeah. just released, but yeah, it's it's all Marvel. That is extremely cool. What a great idea by Marvel. Yeah. 
They've absolutely got this comic book game on lock, don't they? There's no one better. Um, it's time for us to get into our big topic for the week. Um, and you and I were discussing offline what we wanted to talk about um, when it comes to movies or TV shows. And we, we've kind of been in a bit of a hiatus of actually seeing new stuff since Top Gun. Like, I don't know about you, but I haven't, I haven't really seen anything new um, apart from a couple of TV shows, which I'm not sure you would have watched. Um, so we decided to go back to somewhat of a classic but we wanted to keep it relevant and we wanted something that was uh, that was still going to be relevant and potentially had a sequel or something coming out later this year. And the one we settled on, which we both really enjoyed, the original, um, is the movie Knives Out uh, by Rian Johnson. Um, it came out in 2019, I believe. Uh, it stars Daniel Craig um, along with a host of other actri- actresses and actors, including Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I think it's got uh, Captain America, Chris Evans, Tony Collette, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of quality actors, and it was kind of the uh, the birth of Anna de Armas, who was in briefly in the latest Bond film. Um, talk to me about Knives Out. Ian. I don't want to I don't want to go too deep into it without finding out um, what you think about the movie. Um, yeah, what are you, what are you what are your thoughts on Knives Out in general? Um, I think it's honestly like a really good movie in parts, but in other parts, I think it's almost like cringe in the way that it's like. Um, when it zooms in on James Bond, I forgot his name, um, it kind of like does a swoop up and I think that's almost, it almost made me cringe. Close. It's close, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's kind of, it, to me, um, it, I think it's what they call like a genre, a genre film, right? So it's, it's like a, it's like a murder mystery. That's that, that's the genre. Yeah. So you, you kind of know all the beats and all the twists and turns before yeah. they happen. Well, you know there are going to be twists and turns. So you sort of go into it knowing that. And I think what it does really cleverly is, like, it kind of subverts those expectations you have. So, you know, whereas sometimes those murder mysteries are, like, really serious and really gory and, you know, really dark, it's actually super funny and super clever and super twisty. Um, I, I loved it. What did you think of Daniel Craig as, as Benoit Blanc, um, the detective? Um I thought he was okay, to be honest. I didn't really like the southern accent. Didn't you? No. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I think I think he's a good actor, but like I said earlier, it's it's funny in the way that it is cringe. Exactly. Yeah, it is funny. I think it's trying to be a little bit cringe. Yeah. Um, we're, we're we're talking about this because there's a there's a sequel coming out. I saw today when I was doing some brief research for this that um, Netflix paid six hundred and fifty million dollars for the Knives Out franchise. Um, they're planning on releasing one movie later this year and then at least one more movie after that. Do you think Knives Out's worth $650 million? No, not at all. <laughs> no. It's absolutely nuts, isn't it? I know. Can't That's believe crazy. that. Yeah. I mean, good on them. Um, well, let's talk about the, the plot a little bit. So um, there's a murder. Uh, Benoit Blanc um, is the detective who comes to solve it um, and obviously all all hell breaks loose. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, it's uh, it's it's a cracking movie. What do you, in terms of the, we talked about the genre of being murder mystery, sort of detective-y stuff. Have you watched much um, watched much of that genre? Have you read any sort of Ag- Agatha Christie or Hercules Poirot or how do you pronounce it? Um, there's no really murder mystery stuff I've ever kind of consumed apart mm-hmm. from, I think, I guess you could count Pink Panther. That's kind yeah, of. You could. Um. I watched that a lot because that's amazing. The old, the old school one. Yeah, yeah. Not oh, how how good is that movie? <laughs> yeah. 
when he I does the balance beams and then goes down the stairs. Oh, it's crack. The one with the the two with the scene with the two gorillas in the one room and they're like chasing yeah. each other around the mirror. I just remember watching that as a kid, thinking that was like genuinely the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. I can't believe you watched that. Was that because dad? Was that on dad's prompting? Not really. No. Really. Mm. Oh, I, sh- I, I loved it. It's it's so funny. It is. It really is. Um, what about the most recent Pink Panther? Did you watch the Did you watch the later ones? No, I couldn't. I uh, couldn't. <laughs> couldn't go. Steve Martin didn't quite it's, do it for you. Steve Martin. He's a good actor. I love Cheaper by the Dozen. I love that movie. But yeah. It's no. I don't think you need to do that. You don't no, need to make another one. The the original Inspector Clouseau in the original was just so yeah. perfect. They it's didn't they golden. didn't need to do it again. It's golden. Yeah, agreed. Well, okay. Well, that's that's actually a really good. I think that's a really good spot to come through, come to this sort of movie with, because I think in many ways they're quite similar. Because I imagine I don't know, I've got no idea what it was like, but I imagine the Pink Panther when it originally came out in the sixties, whenever it was, um, would have been this same sort of level of subversiveness. You know, people going into it thinking they're getting your standard sort of noiry 1950s uh, murder mystery movie and coming out with their side splitting because they'd laugh so much. And I think this is quite similar. Um, have you seen much of Rian Johnson's work previously? He did, I don't want to ruin him for you, but he did The Last Jedi. Oh, God. No. <laughs> he also did Looper, though. Have you seen Looper? Uh, is that the one about the French guy? Nah, it's with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, and he play he, and Bruce Willis play, plays a um, an assassin who gets sent back in time to execute someone. Okay, and so it is superb. Like, kind of like Terminator, but yeah, extremely, extre- extremely like Terminator, extremely like yeah. Terminator. You, sh- you should genuinely watch it; it'd be so up your alley. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Rand Johnson. I think he's done some some really good work. Um, when did you watch this movie? How how long ago? Uh, when it came out, I went to see it. Did you? How come? I just it. I I said this before. I don't like murder mysteries very much, but it seemed very appealing because of its it's it's kind of less like a murder mystery that although that is the genre and more like a comedy, which is what appealed me to it. Yeah. What about Daniel Craig as a concept? How much Daniel Craig stuff have you seen? Did, did you have you watched all of the um, all of the the, the re- most recent James Bonds? No, I haven't. I've seen Skyfall and one other one. I think I don't really like spy stuff either. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's all not good. Just not good. Um, I'm I interested to hear that. I would have thought that I would have thought this would be it'd be up your alley, and I, I swear it's because you haven't seen Casino. Have you seen Casino Royale? Yeah, is that the one in like the desert kind of area? No, it's the one that starts in like Mozambique um, when they have that chase scene on top of the water. Uh, I think I've seen that. Oh, you, you've got to go back and rewatch it. It's it's an absolute classic. I think it'd probably I'd have to redo my list, but I think it's probably in my top ten of all time. All right. I love it. I love it. It's so good, and it'll get you into James Bond in general. I because James Bond is so up your alley. I swear, it's like it, it's like superhero movies, but but like with higher stakes, and that surely you'd love that. Mm, I don't really know because I, I think Daniel Craig kind of ruins it for me. Don't you like him? He's he's not a great actor. No, like, he's not. And there's like videos of him like dropping his pants, and then a bunch of girls are like sigh and fall over, and that is very far from the truth. 
<laughs> you don't like that? No. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, what do we know about Knives Out 2? Did you manage to do any research today on what the what the, the new movie is going to look like? Um, no, I haven't actually done any. I kind of I think I'd like it a bit more like that where it's kind of a surprise. Um, just let me let me tell you let me tell you the cast. Um, we've got Edward Norton, Dave Bautista, and Ethan Hawke are the main um, the main people in it that I knew their names of anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's an extremely good cast. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hahn is in it too, who is hilarious. She's in she's the one that's in all of um, all of the uh, yeah like Step Brothers and those kind of movies. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. Um, this has some Marvel stuff. Bay- Dave Batista is uh, Drax. Yeah. Catherine Hahn was Agatha. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is that guy from Moon Knight. Yeah, the, the old doctory sort of guy in yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah. How good. Yeah, actually, true. You're right. There is a lot of Marvel to it. Yeah. Um, I like it. I don't want to. I think we we both probably watched Knives Out too long ago to do um, to give proper analysis on the the soundtrack and the the screen cinematography and all that sort of thing. But do you remember how how it made you feel when you when you saw Knives Out? What did you walk out of the cinema thinking? I I kind of walked out almost like not really disappointed, but kind of lacking something that I wanted. Okay. Um, because I just thought it was gonna be like um more of a comedy than a murder mystery, which it was, but I think there was, I think that kind of almost advertised it too much as a comedy and not a murder mystery. Okay. Because it was kind of half half almost. Yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, what would you what would you rate it out of ten? I'd probably say six to seven and a half. Yep, I think that's fair. I would go with a. I'd go with a flat seven. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it again once since I saw it in the movies. Um, I, I, it gets it gets better with second viewing. I think. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies that you know you pick up the little um, little subtle hints and things as we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I recommend a rewatch. Um, I want to move on to our next topic for the day, um, which is as always is convince me. Um, and I want you to convince me to watch or consume or read something that you are enjoying at the moment or that you've loved in the past. So I'm going to give the floor to you. Talk me into something. Okay, this is a a newish movie that is very good and it's got a very good cast with two, like, really famous people. Uh, it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It came mm. out this year. Stars Nicolas Cage and um, Pablo. Pedro Pascal. Why was I thinking Pablo? <laughs> um, yeah, Pedro Pascal, who was also the Mandalorian. Of course. Yeah, for the first season, it was actually a different guy, but he was voicing him. Really? And then, yeah, and then the guy in the costume got upset because he wasn't being seen at all. So then they swapped him out and Pedro was doing the voice and the acting. You're kidding. So Pedro got away with a full season of not having to do anything but talk. Yep. Yep. Wow. And he got all the acclaim for it too. Mm Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I know. Jeez. It's it's just a really good movie. It's got Nicolas Cage, like, actually being himself. It's it's kind of um, 
a modern action romance movie, almost. Okay. He's I like, like the sound of that. Nick is just kind of failing in life. No offense, because he's a great actor, but um, in the movie, he's kind of failing in life. Doesn't really get any kind of acting gigs anymore. Um, and that's kind of almost in real life until this movie. <laughs> I'm not I'm, no no disrespect because I love Nicolas Cage, one of my favorite actors by far. Um, but this movie kind of brought him back because if you ask a lot of kids. Not really kids, but like I'm a kid. What am I saying? A lot of a lot of younger people, they'd either go, "Who's Nick Cage?" or "Oh, he's not very good." Because yep. because of all these new like emerging actors, but he's he's very very good. And this movie brought him back with a modern twist. It's like it's amazing. It's got action, guns, uh, romance, which I don't love, but it had subtle romance, which made it a lot better. Um, it's it's very good, and the ending as well. I love. I'm um, I'm very into this. In um, as you're as you're talking, I'm sort of having a quick look at it on Google, um, mm. and it looks fantastic. It looks great. It I, I can't believe I haven't I can't believe I haven't heard of it before. Frankly, mm. um, I don't know where I've been. It gets 86 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it's got a great cast. Yeah, mm. I'm into it. When did you watch this? Uh, when it came out, I went to see it because it just looked it looked too good. I yeah. saw, I was seeing. I think it was Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, and then an ad for this came on, and I just leaned over and said, we need to see that because <laughs> it looks amazing. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris is in it too. Yeah. Um, there's one scene which I think you will love, which I love, where they're debating um, Nick and this other guy, Harvey, who's the main guy, one of the main guys, um, are debating their top three movies. <laughs> um, and then Harvey, like he's kind of – tentative to say it and then you know what he says batman paddington 2 (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly like you um liking fantastic mr fox is your favorite movie (laughs) that's so good and then and then at the very very end no not the very end at the like when he says that nick is like stunned and he's like what are you talking about that's a horrible movie, and then which I honestly think it wasn't that good. It's it's a good movie, wasn't that good, and then they actually watch it together. It doesn't show them watching it, but then after they're both crying, <laughs> and then Nick just says, "That is an amazing movie." <laughs> that is so good. I'm it's so amazing. into that. Yeah, it's amazing. Paddington Two somehow has 99 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. What the hell? I think it's we're gonna have to. Good. I think we're gonna have to watch it in. It is not that good at all. That is so funny. God, I love Paddington. Paddington was so big for me when I was young. I yeah, used to I love loved, I loved the first one. <clears throat> the second one just isn't that good. I love the anim- The animation is so good because it's kind of fantastic yeah. Mr. Foxy. He looks a little yeah. little, little foxy. Um, well, that, that sounds like a great recommendation. I'm going to watch that at some point during this week. Um, what I wanted to recommend for you um, is a bit old school, but – once you get into this, you've got a whole world of shows opening up to you. Um, the show that I want to recommend to you this week for Mark Convince Me is called Frontline, um, and it was written in the early 90s. It's the first show produced by um, a production company called Working Dog Productions, um, and you might not have heard of Working Dog Productions, but you're going to have heard of almost everything that they've made then and since. They made The Castle. They made The Dish. Um, they made they made how you been, have you been paying attention? They made all Aussie adventures with Russell Coit. They made thank God you're here. 
Um, and now they're running with the Cheap Seats, which is currently on Channel 10, a panel show. They are the best um, Australian comedians. Uh, Rob Sitch, Tom Glasner, Jane Kennedy, Santo Saloro. They're the funniest people. I think, personally, I think they're, they're probably the funniest group in the world. I don't find anyone funnier than these, than these people. And their first show, Frontline, uh, is, in my opinion, their best one. They've done a heap of good ones since then. But Frontline is like this, it's like this spoof of a, um, at a current affairs show. So um, it's basically like the following the current affairs show as it makes the stories to go on each night. And it just, everything they do, even though it's nearly, what, it's 20 years old now, more, 30 years old. God, I'm, I'm getting old. It's 30 years old now. And it, everything they say is still so relevant about yeah. what the current affairs and news actually is. Like down to, you know, just everything about the journalism business, uh, it just nails. And in this really understated, hilarious uh, way and I think yeah once I, I had the box set when I was I think mum either mum or dad really loved it and they got me the box set for Christmas one year three seasons and I watched them so many times <laughs> I cannot describe to you how many times I watched these box set and then yeah once you if you get into this and if you like it then there's so much other good stuff there's a show running on the ABC at the moment called Utopia which is brilliant and that's by them and it's essentially the same thing but just 30 years later and they're still just as brilliant as they were back then um, so yeah, Frontline, uh, I'd love for you to try it. Um, no pressure, but you will, I know you will love it. I'm on workingdog.com and they have pictures of guys playing cricket in a satellite dish. Yeah, that's, that's from, um, that's from, uh, the dish. Have you seen the dish? Nope. Oh my God. You have to see the dish. It's so good. You know, Sam Neill, uh, he's the main guy from, um, uh, oh, from yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. So he's in the dish and it's about how when the moon landings happened, Australia, because when the thing was going to land on the moon, mm -hmm. um, it was going to be, the moon was going to be the other side of the world to where the to where America was, but Australia yeah. was going to be like closer to the moon. So mm -hmm. Australia, this random little satellite in parks, which is in um, country New South Wales, this, this satellite was picking up the moon landing and broadcasting it back to the US, like as they were landing on the moon. Like huh. just this little thing, in a, this little little satellite in Australia was like the key part of the moon landing. Um, so yeah, this is that 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 movie is about that moon landing, and it's so funny and so cute and so nice. I've been yeah. to the dish. Is that a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. Oh god. Yeah, how crazy is that? Yeah. Uh, and I've literally been to the dish. It's just down the road from Willers Farm. Like it's like an hour and a half away from Willers Farm in like the middle of nowhere in New South Wales. Yeah. It's crazy. I bought um yeah, I bought a little souvenir from it. I loved it. And you you've seen the castle, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So that was them that wrote the castle as well. And the dish is the dish is extremely similar to the castle, just in, in terms of vibe. Yeah. Oh, we've got a whole world I've got a whole world of things to show you in. Hmm. You're gonna love it. Um and yeah, the TV shows are just as good. Um, hopefully, they they always do something during the World Cup. Um, yeah. Do you know uh, Sam Pang, the comedian? Uh, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he does stuff. Have you have you seen All Aussie Adventures with Russell Coit yet? Uh, no. Oh, and I've got a whole world of things to show you. You're going to love these. I can't wait. <laughs> this is uh, awesome. I saw another thing that um. It says, like, related to the castle and the dish, and it reminds me of something I really want to watch because of its quotes. Uh, Crocodile Dundee. I oh. really, really want to watch. That's an that is an interesting one. I think you'll like it, but I think you have to go in kind of like a bit like Top Gun and don't yeah. think it's going to be like 
incredible, but it's it's good. And it's kind of iconic because, like, it explains so much about what Americans think of Australia. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, once you see it, you're like, ah, oh, that's why Americans think we're all a bit wild yeah. and a bit, yeah. Yeah, not it's good. Wrong, they're not they're not hugely wrong, but this because this movie was so big in the US. Um, really? Yeah, that's why. Well, yeah, we've learned a lot today. This is cool. We've got had some really good facts come out today. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, have you got anything else before we before we wrap things up? Um, no, no, not actually. No. Well, yeah. What are you up to this week? What's on the agenda to to consume? Um, more always sunny. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Oh, God. Wait a minute. I'm seeing a post by The Guardian saying Crocodile Dundee was sexist, racist, and homophobic. Oh, my God. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. It was made in, what, the 70s. Of course it's going to be a bit rough when you rewatch it in the I 80s. I hate people like that. I really don't like people like that. Oh, no. It's a, I hate it's, The Guardian. The, the Guardian. The Guardian are good. You'll, you'll, you'll come around on The Guardian. Don't trust The Guardian. Oh, don't. I'm, don't I'm, sp- telling, I'm telling this to everyone listening. Don't trust the Guardian. Don't spread that in. We can't spread that. The, the Guardian's best of a bad bunch. Sue us. I dare you. <laughs> don't don't trust them. Where should people go to get their news then? IMDb. That That's the, the, the true source of news is IMDb? Yep. All right. I'm into that. We can deal with that. According to them, Aliens is the 56th best movie of all time. That's pretty, as, that's pretty good. Yeah, as long as it's on the list, I'm happy. Absolutely. I think The Usual suspect is something like 32nd or something. Um, which yeah, I'm I know stoked um, with. Shawshank, um, Shawshank Redemption is first. Yeah. And Aliens is 56. And I think Alien is like 60 or 70-ish, which, which I'm fine with. Yeah, so I've got Shawshank, Godfather, Dark Knight in third. So automatically... Yeah. That means yeah. the list is the list is and Lord of the Rings Return of the King is seventh, which I love. Um, wow. Yeah, That's the list is actually the, the list is actually quality. Now yeah. I'm looking at it. Fight Club at twelfth, Inception at thirteenth. Have you seen The Matrix? Uh, yes, only the first one. Did you like it? Yes, it was great. Yeah, nice, awesome. <laughs> that movie is incredible. It hasn't aged at all. It's still so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Usual Suspects is 39th, just ahead of The Departed, number 40, and just ahead of The Prestige, 41. Oh, God. Top Gun Maverick's 43rd. I don't – nah, mm, no, not quite. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, it's not 56. 51 is, is Alien. Oh, yeah. Can't find Aliens, though. 66. Oh, mm. Still there. Just yeah, ahead still of, there. Just ahead of American Beauty. Oh, it's a, see, it's only four spots ahead of The Dark Knight Rises, though. Mm, and The Dark Knight Rises wasn't great. Mm. Um, well, I, I used I used the IMD Top top 250 to um, check my ratings for my um, TV shows the other day, and I was pretty happy. I was yeah. – like, their ratings are pretty good. Mm. Like, people, people tend to have good taste. I think I underestimate how good other people's taste is sometimes. There's no 10 – like, there's not one single 10 star, though. Uh, no, there's not, um, which shows you how I think they, because they need, I think they need like in excess of like 10,000 votes or something Yeah. before they get on the move, get on the list. So yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to, oh, my next, my next thing over the next week or so, and I want you to do similar if you can, if you get time, I'm going to put together my list of top movies. Um, and I reckon we should compare notes ne- this time next week. What do you think? I won't have them in order though. Cause I can't. 
That's fine. I can't do orders. Well, all I want, all I want is a. Um, I think the best way to do it is list the movies, give them a rating out of ten, mm-hmm. um, and we can go from there. All right, perfect. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining me today, and it's a pleasure to talk to you as always. Um, I hope things are going really well, um, and I will speak to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.